Hello, and welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Monday podcast. My name is Josh. We are live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, and we're ready to talk all about Marvel things. Comics, news, movies, TV, all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, I'm going to bring in my uh, co-pilot, my sidekick, if you will. His name is Chip. How you doing, Chip? Hey, everybody. Hey, how 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 are you today, man? It's been a couple weeks. Uh, feeling fantastic, just hanging out, ready for that season finale, man. Oh man, I know, right? I I I feel like I just want to blow through all the rest of this show real quick to to get to Wandavision because, man, were those last two episodes fantastic? I felt the same way. I kept having to remind myself that. Just because we finished this podcast doesn't mean that I get to go watch the new episode right away. <laughs> I still got to wait a couple days. It's it's a problem. Yeah, it's it's all right, man. It's all right. Well, I want to thank everyone for watching. I, I got a couple people in here. Hello, everybody. Um, and for again, we're live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. And for all of our past episodes, you can find us at marvel cinematic monday anywhere you listen to podcasts just search for marvel cinematic monday um you can follow us on twitter at mcm pod and instagram marvel cinematic monday all one word we are also all part of the twist my arm network which is a network of podcasters there's a lot of different shows sudden but inevitable rewatch where we watch firefly there's best flicks with ricky d he just had a new episode this week we got a TMA Games podcast with Micah that's been pretty fun. Um, we got the Movement podcast. We got the Basement Sessions. Um, Quest Me is going to be coming back whenever uh, the Bad Batch comes around in May. And, and of course, we got the Marvel Cinematic Monday podcast. And the Twist My Arm podcast where we interview local businesses and stuff. So there's a lot going on. So for all of those shows, they're all in one place. And it's at twistmyarmpodcast.com. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Twist My Arm Podcast and on Twitter at Twist My Arm Cast. So, yeah, now that all of those plugs are out of the way, we have kind of a packed show, but it's not like, it's not like crazy. Not the, it's, it's I don't know. Packed. There's a lot to unpack. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's, that's, yeah, I like that a lot. Well, yeah, let's just, let's just start, let's just start it all up. Let's do it. Now it's time for Marvel News. That's right, it's time for Marvel News. Um, first thing on the docket that I got for Marvel News is more of a rumor. I think you have a rumor too, so. It's first, first bit of news. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence is apparently going to be the Invisible Woman, according to comicbookmovie.com. Jennifer Lawrence is said to have joined the cast of the MCU Fantastic Four reboot. Um, it's a rumor. What would you what what say you to that? That's I don't know. I guess like I don't I don't mind it. I don't mind Jennifer Lawrence. I guess, but like <laughs> like I mean I don't mind Jennifer Lawrence, but like I guess I don't picture her as the Invisible Woman, but like. I picture her more of like a Mystique type. She could probably play Mystique. They should. <laughs> they could look into that. I think. I know, right? I 
You know, I always thought Evan Peters would make a great Quicksilver, and they did a good job bringing him in as as Quicksilver. You know, like yeah, totally, uh, totally, just the best. (laughs) I liked his Quicksilver. It was it was an interesting take on the character in the X Men movies. Like yeah, it was interesting. I I don't know I. I guess the only reason I liked him is because of his two scenes that he had, you know, well, yeah, they, the fun runny scenes that were all flashy and stuff. But mm-hmm. that's about it. Um, so anyway, just kidding. The final fantastic final <laughs> fantastic four. What am I doing? The fantastic four reboot is really only in pre-production. So there has been no casting at all. Um, this comes from coming soon.net. Marvel Studios Fantastic Four gets a new pre-production update. <laughs> yeah, it comes uh So, Justin Kroll, all I'm going to say is this. Marvel just started meeting with writers on Fantastic Four. There's no script, and it will be a while before the film starts shooting. So, they haven't even written a script yet. How are they going to start casting? When? <laughs> wow. So, huh. So, I feel yep. like... The door's still open. I can, I can still get my story in there. I mean, maybe, I guess. Shoehorn Nova in. That's all I would. Do. <laughs> aren't they? Aren't they doing a Nova story though? I thought they That's were doing that. That's what I hear. I don't think there's been any casting yet. I'm gonna have to get in shape, put my hat in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a good call. Um, I mean, I. I th- I agree with you though. I think it would be cool to see Jennifer Lawrence as the Invisible Woman, but I just uh, after reading that second article, I don't think that that's actually going to be a thing no. quite yet. I wouldn't mind it, but like, it's whatever. Yeah. There's not like a specific actress I have in mind to play it. So I mean, it's all good. Whatever. Right. Good. Depends on how um, old you're going to cast him. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's true. It's very true. Um, what was your... I know you had a rumor as well. What was your rumor that you were bringing uh, up earlier? I had a Spider-Man rumor. <laughs> Ooh, those are my favorite. Yep, so apparently in the uh, Spider-Man 3, that is not, well, according to Tom Holland, not going to involve Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire. Uh, reportedly, Tobey Maguire is wearing multiple suits. Oh. So he may be doing a uh, little montage where they show him in different periods, like all uh, into the Spider-Verse. And I don't know, the image that they <clears throat> shared with it was just like the coolest part. It's like him in like a leather spider suit and he's all rugged and old. It looks pretty badass. Yeah. I think I think that'd be cool to see uh see like like you were saying in different time periods where they go to like Spider-Man 1 where he's fighting the Green Goblin, Spider-Man 2 where he's fighting Doc Ock. And that would make that that would make sense. Cameron says that they should cast Fantastic 4 older. That makes I, sense. You know, I honestly I'm really kind of hoping that we see John Krasinski and Oh gosh, I'm blanking on his wife's name right now, but I feel like she would be a good invisible woman. Get the two of them, let him direct, call it good. <laughs> Isn't that what everyone has been wanting, though? I, I 
feel like that's what enough people have been wanting that that's what they should goddamn do. Like, it's been like pushed really hard for a long time. I feel he, like he directed the hell out of a quiet place. Like that movie was fantastic. I definitely, I'm so excited for a quiet place too. They just keep shoving it back, shoving it back. It's basically Black Widow at this point. Ah, uh, but uh, that's too bad. Yeah. Yeah, but that would be cool. I would like to see that. Um, but yeah. All right. Was, uh, and I just now thought of another small piece of news, like because Emily Blunt is that is that her name, Emily Blunt? Yes. Okay. Cool. Emily cool. Blunt. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Um, they also just revealed on Hasbro Pulse today a uh, new Black Widow toy from the Marvel Legends six-inch set. It's a two-pack of Red Guardian and Rachel Wise's character, uh, Melina. I forget the last name now, but uh, it's a two-pack of those two. Okay. They just announced it today, so uh, that means they're at least thinking about stepping up promotion for it again, so hopefully right. Black Widow's finally coming around the corner. Yeah. Have they... Last I heard about that, they weren't going to release it in theaters, or, or they weren't going to release it on streaming. They were just going to do theaters. And that, honestly, that tells me that it's not time-sensitive, so it doesn't matter. Like, it... Sure. It can, like... If it tied into the overall scheme in an important way, it would be more time-sensitive for it to come out at a certain point. But the fact that they can just keep pushing it tells me, like, they really just kind of like, yeah, we'll give Scarlett Johansson her own movie. She's been around long enough, but it's not going to matter. Like, yeah. I, I really feel like it It makes me less optimistic about it, the fact that they're not like, oh, we need to get this out. Yeah. I, and I heard that with Spider-Man 3, which is coming out in December, they're just exclusively rec- or, uh, releasing it in theaters. Like, they're adamant about only releasing it in theaters. I mean, I would... I, I don't know. I mean, I, w- I would love... They're, they would, would probably just push it back. I would love to get a uh, press screener to, like, review that movie for you guys. So, you know... Hit us up. Send me some tickets to that theater. There you go. Um, so last I week know. I was. I haven't been to the theater. Honestly, I have not been to the cinema since the Rona times started. So the Rona times. I don't know, but I always like half joked and was half serious. Like, well, I mean, if they drop a new Marvel movie, I kind of have to go. Just throw on the beekeeper suit. I'll just say I'm cosplaying as an AIM soldier. There you go. That's the best idea ever. (laughs) Um, Speaking of Spider-Man, they did release the official title this last week. Yeah, they released, what, three or four different titles? (laughs) They released four titles total, but the first three were fake. And, uh, yeah, well, it was Home Slice, Home Wrecker... And uh, the other, what was the other one? Because they they all were supposedly people were picking it apart and saying that it had to do with the other Spider Mans, like Home Slice. Tobey Maguire was a pizza delivery man in Spider Man Two, and so they were like, "Well, he did that." And then Home Wrecker, Andrew Garfield basically killed the entire Stacy family, so he wrecked that home. That's less of a stretch. 
<laughs> less than a, less of a stretch than I thought. <laughs> I can't remember what the other one was though. Wasn't it Home Run or something? Or was that Home Alone? Home Alone, I think. And um, was it Home Alone? I can't Did remember. Is out getting tagged by John Favre? <laughs> <laughs> no, because everyone in his life besides Aunt May is dead or something. I don't know. I don't remember, but either way, this new one is called No Way Home is the official title. And they did release a video, which was fun, where they uh, they were in John Watts' office and uh, Tom Holland comes out and he's like, yeah, he gave me another fake name. And they're like, well, I'm not surprised. His two friends that he was with are MJ and uh, Ned. Ned. Uh, yeah, I'm not surprised. You know, you do spoil things. And he's like, I don't spoil things. What are you talking about? And they're like, well, the last Spider-Man movie, you definitely spoiled that. <laughs> and so, so then, you know, then they release it. There's a whiteboard. Everyone was picking apart the whiteboard because it had the official name on it. But then there was like all this other, um, all this other stuff. Let me see if I can go find it. If you check on the MCM IG page, there was a post made that was that picture. Um, I got it. I got it right here. So this was basically what it was. Sorry about the weird little thing. Let's get out of there. Okay, so close to home. <laughs> they just wrote a bunch of random stuff on there. I like the webcaming. Keep it PG. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, it's less random than you think, though. That's, like, the interesting part. There's a lot of Easter eggs on this whiteboard. Go on. There's, well, they got the, uh, there's definitely hexes on there. Like, did you notice the hexes? Oh, yeah, there's, well, them? but those are I mean, more like molecules, are, right? Those know, are. Aren't they, though? I mean, interestingly enough, they are. <laughs> I mean, but they are also hexagons. What I mean, what could that possibly do, though? Like, they're. I mean, they're, it's, it's a link to Wandavision. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Uh, I guess they I had could. home run. Uh, home run crossed out, but then they had speedball. Speedball is one of the new warriors. And that could be huh. a way to introduce Nova without playing in the cosmic realm. Uh, Interesting. Because Nova started out on Earth as one of the new warriors. Okay. Uh, homesick. <laughs> Want to go home. <laughs> Want to go home. Work, work from, from home. home. Out. Close to home. Then, then it says that's a little close to home. There's also <laughs> a cube on there. And, uh, you know, you could just say that that's a doodled cube or it's the Tesseract. Oh, my God. Which is, you know... You're right. I mean, and there's what's this thing up here? The uh, the little that looks like a something. Oh, that's an arc reactor. Oh, okay, that makes it's sense. Definitely an arc reactor. That um, makes sense. And then, okay, so there so there's a lot of stuff on there then that, yeah. But then uh, that I mean, let's see, where is that Nova thing? Because I did just have. Well, they haven't put it on here yet. I found a, it's like an official upcoming release thing um, that has all the different dates and stuff and all in like the order of how they're coming out. 
And at the bottom here, I really like these because you got you got Guardians three, and then Secret Invasion, and then Iron Heart, Armor Wars, Fantastic Four. It's gonna be a series, right? I want to say it's a cartoon. I'm not. I'm not sure, but it's supposed to be about like the female Iron Man, right? Yeah, for sure. Riri Williams. Uh, she okay. reverse engineers her own suit. Okay. Pretty cool. So, the one thing though is there's no Avengers or Young Avengers or anything. This is a lot of stuff without having some sort of team up movie. So. I'm wondering if uh, I wonder if they're gonna let that go for a minute, just not do team ups for a while, which could be Armor Wars okay. is gonna be a team up movie. Um, you think? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Armor Wars is like not gonna be contained to just like Rodian, just Rody now. Jeez, Tony's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm still adjusting to a world without Tony Stark. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay, man. Breathe. We're good. We're all right. Um, yeah, so just Rhodey? I don't think Armor Wars is like... I don't know. You gotta have more people involved than that. Yeah. Probably I Falcon and true. Winter Soldier because I feel like Captain America would be involved, but like he's not around, so you just replace him with both of them. Yeah. So I don't know. Armor Wars could be a team-up movie. Okay. All right, I'll accept Potential. that. I'll accept it. Um, dang. But then again, it could just be like, it could be a team up movie, but not necessarily on the level of like Avengers or sure. Infinity War, you know, like, sure. Or like it could be more like the first Avengers where you just have like five or six people coming together as a team for just that movie. Like that happens all the time in comics. They have like random team ups, but like the team then, all right, guys, deuces. I yeah. Do my own thing. Yeah. That's kind of how uh, the Defenders was, I feel like. Mm -hmm. They just kind of yeah. teamed up for a little short series, and then they were over it. But yeah. out of all of those things, so this is a, can you can you see the list there? You can see what's up, kind of? I can, I can. Kind of. Um, filming Miss Marvel? Yeah, so... All of these are supposedly the correct release dates. Which one are you most excited about? Even the to-be-announced ones. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Honestly, I, know, there's so I many. am so excited for uh, Thor. Like, so okay. excited for the Thor movie. Gore the God Butcher is just... He's got... Ah. <laughs> minds. Like, oh man, I'm so excited. I'm gonna have to come down to Colorado just to see that movie with you. <laughs> hey man, that sounds great. That sounds I mean, wonderful. Guardians for sure. Always fantastic. Like I I really like the Guardians movies. Yeah. Um, man, my only annoyance with this list is that they don't tell you like what they are, like as far as movie series, animated series. Oh yeah. Because I know some of those are animated series, but I can't remember exactly which ones. I almost want to say Miss Marvel's animated, and I want to say Ironheart's animated. And I think I Am Groot is also uh, animated. That makes sense, too. Um, 
Secret Invasion, though, and maybe I'm just excited about that because I've been reading Secret Invasion. But I think that with all of this happening, that's a huge team up movie too. Like, yeah, that's yeah, a big one right there. Yeah, I mean, dang man, like with all this stuff happening in Wandavision, I I still think that the end of this show is gonna set up the entire next phase, like. And I'll tell you why when we get to WandaVision here in a little bit. But I, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. There's a lot of things that could happen. And reading The Secret Invasion has been eye-opening on a lot of different levels. So. Yeah, you've been reading a lot. I've been pretty happy about it. You definitely <laughs> uh, have been picking up quite a few books. Yeah, I, I mean, I got to, you know, I... We do this show, so I have to have some sort of content. <laughs> for sure, for sure. It's funny. I like I, I look at like other, like different videos about the Easter eggs, and they're like, yeah, and th- this issue has this, and I like look on the reading list, and I'm like, Josh just read that issue. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> the chuckle. There are like three different issues that were important ones that you like just read, and I was like, okay, he's got some good insight now. Yeah, I, you know, a lot of it. Yeah. Um, did you have any more news at all? I don't. I don't. No. Okay. Well, I mean, we could just move this right along then. What have we been reading? I need to get that voice changed so it's not just me and me and me all the time. <laughs> Anyone out there listening wants to do some cool little uh, overlays for me, I would really appreciate it. (laughs) But yes, it is time for that part of the episode where we talk about what we've been reading. Um, I talked a little bit about it, so I'll just kind of finish up. I'm still reading The Secret Invasion Saga. There's over 200 books in that that whole storyline. And it's not just, you know, it's not just, the secret invasion. I think there's only eight parts to the actual secret invasion storyline, but everything in between that is what makes it a lot of fun. All of the superheroes realizing who's a scroll and who's not a scroll. And like, there's this big battle in, uh, what is it? The land of the lost. I want to call it. Uh, It's like, we're savage land. Yes. There's like this huge battle between, multiple of the same heroes there's like two captain americas and two spider-man and two wolverines and all this stuff and like each one of them thinks the other one is a scroll because nobody knows if they're a scroll or not and so it's just like it gets intense and people get got and people get dead and yeah i just read um the issue where uh what was it i think uh it's a captain britain issue Captain Britain and Me, Volume 13. Um, it's part of the Secret Invasion, but uh, it's like a bunch of different stories. No, no, no. It's the one where Captain Britain dies. I'm sorry. And then the other one I was reading was like a culmination of a bunch of different stories. One of them was talking about Marvel, who went and like just joined the Skrulls. Um, he like goes up to the uh, the ship and like. I don't know. He's like, I want to, I want to join you in your, in your quest for whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I was, uh, again, I've, I've really just been reading secret invasion. There's a lot going on in it. So, um, yeah, 
Jesse says, turn up the volume a little bit on Chip. So that just means talk into your mic a little bit more. Yep. Just Word. just a little gotcha. bit closer. Yeah. Yep. No problem. But um, yeah, and I you know, I read I read a couple pages of Spider Man, <laughs> but that was about it. They're very wordy. So, what what new things have you been reading? I'm looking through here, and there's I see uh, uh, I see some nothing stuff. New. I'm just uh, finishing up 2013. Really, I'm uh, right at the end of 2013, about to start 2014. Uh, I've been reading the uh, Uncanny X Men line that started in 2013. Uh, basically, it's the Uncanny X Men series that started right after Cyclops killed Professor X. Spoilers. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but, um... Yeah, spoilers. Yeah. I didn't realize that happened. But, I mean, I'm oh, sure man, Professor man. X dies like six times, so... It's <laughs> Several times. It's comics. They all come back. Um, yeah, Cyclops uh, is on the run, basically. He's like one of the most wanted dudes around. And uh, him and Magic and Magneto are running around trying to recruit new mutants while being on the run from S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, oh, okay. Pretty good series, pretty good series. And then uh, Continuing Superior Spider-Man, that is a great run. Definitely worth a read. I just got through uh, the first annual where uh, this this uh, Ghost Rider villain, Blackout, actually abducts Aunt May, and uh, Doc Ock gets all emotional about it and, like, takes... The oh man, it's bad. Like he brutalizes this villain, and like it's, it's a really interesting issue because like it's Doc Ock going out to save Aunt May. Like okay, like, ostensibly it's Spider Man saving Aunt May yet again, but like it's Doc <laughs> Ock doing it this time. Like he's starting like Doc to Ock catch as feelings. Spider Man, right? Yeah, yeah, but like Doc Ock's starting to catch feelings for like Peter Parker's actual life. And it's, like, the oh. f- one of the first times that it's almost like him doing something altruistic rather than just selfish. Sure, sure. So I'm not sure where they're going to go with that. Interesting. And is it uh, running? Does this series keep it's still running, or is it no. over? It is over. Uh, the one that I'm reading right now is over, but I believe that they have a new Superior Spider-Man that they put out. Um Okay. I really this just want one. to uh I want to show this cover cuz that cover is sick. Yeah, Darkest Hours, that is where I'm at right now. It's really I really like that. If you're listening to the uh podcast, check out the uh check out the live view cuz there's there's a picture of a really sweet cover. Man, that's cool. That makes me want to read that a lot. Yeah, Superior um, Spider-Man number 22. Huh. All the right. First issue in the Darkest Hour Spider event. And, and Jesse asks, uh, "Is that part of when Peter is in Doc's body?" Yes. Or Peter is yeah, Doc's yeah, body. Doc, yeah, Doc is in Peter's body. Peter's dead. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, because continuing from last week, you were saying that Doc had like switched consciousness with him, and then yeah, yeah. So Doc Peter was in Doc's body. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Doc Ock's I'm on gonna, his deathbed I, okay. and gets one of his little bots to, like, mind-swap him and Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. And so Peter Parker dies inside Doc Ock's body, and Doc Ock becomes the superior Spider-Man. Got it, got better. it. All right. <laughs> he's just better. Yeah. 
that makes sense. Um, let's see. I think that was it, right? Did you have anything else? I don't think I have. I had nothing else that I was really reading. Um, yeah. I played some more Avengers. I guess I played some of the uh, the PS4 game. Oh yeah, I, but uh, yeah, the new Hawkeye. Uh, Clint Barton's coming out on like the nineteenth, I believe. Which coincides okay. with Falcon and Winter Soldier dropping. Okay, so that's awesome because my mistake. <laughs> I do like the, um, I, I do like the new storyline with Kate Bishop, and I'm excited to see what else they do with like more story, like. You know, obviously with Hawkeye, they're going to add more story. And then with whatever other character they make, they're going to add more stuff. So I think uh, the Avengers 2. The what now? Uh, Spidey coming in eventually too. Like, oh, yeah. There you go. The PS and, version. Man, I bet. I bet when they make a sequel to that game, the sequel is going to be top notch. Like they'll work out all the yeah, bugs I, and people yeah, will so have honestly you know. like I was a little I was really there was a there was a PC game. Oh, I'm for, oh gosh. I'm forgetting the name of it now, of course. But there was a PC <laughs> game for Marvel that ended right like it got cancelled right when like Disney bought up the rights, basically. And it was like a top down Diablo style game but you were all marvel characters and you would go through level up get gear oh um really ultimate alliance was, like, hoping for out of this very similar to ultimate alliance but it was it had it had a different name it was a oh, gosh i can't think of it it was like a pay to win game kind of it was one of those style it was like a cheap it was like a knockoff world of warcraft or like yeah it was like yeah Similar to WoW and Diablo, kind of like that, but like, hmm. it got canceled. I forget the name of it. It was an Ultimate Alliance, but like, yeah, I wanted more of an Ultimate Alliance, like Diablo-style experience, and like, I just was not a huge fan of the PS4 Avengers gameplay. I thought the gameplay was fine. I thought the I thought the story was a lot of fun, um, but I thought the... story the... was great. I enjoyed that. But the lack of, like, content, I guess. Because once you get to the online mode, it's just the same mission over and over and over and over and over. And you level up and you get experience. But you do the same thing over and over and over and over and over. And, like, I did it. I played with one of those characters until I got his level maxed out. And I enjoyed it and it was fine. But I'm not going to go through and do it with all six characters. Like, there's no freaking way I'm going to even try that. Like, seven now <laughs> yeah like borderlands yes i will play through with all of those characters i love those games and it might take a while but i will still play through with each one of those characters and level them all up avengers not so much it's just i i get people are probably screaming at me well borderlands if you're doing that it's the same thing over and over but it's not really because yeah it might be the same game a few times but like with avengers you literally play one mission you exit after you complete it, and then you go play the same exact mission again. Like, it, and it's pretty much what it is. And it just gets a little, 
it's a little much. So I will probably play it a little bit more with K Bishop because she's fun to play with. But uh, I'll wait till Hawkeye comes out till I get Kurt. Young Gamora actress cast as Tiny Tina in Borderlands movie. Man, That's I'm, I'm, yeah, I. At least Tiny Tina's gonna be in it, I guess. But some games should be made into movies. I completely agree. I don't know. Anyway, I think that's that's all I have for what we've been reading. Yeah, me too. I mean, I've definitely been reading more, but like, that's just you know, those are yeah. the two like craziest ones. Yep, and that's uh that's all I got as well. So we're gonna move on to our. Man, because this is going to be a minute. I feel like we're going to talk about this for a minute. So let's get on to WandaVision episodes 7 and 8. Um, yes, I understand that we're doing two episodes at once. That's why that's why we sped through the news and what we've been reading so we can talk about this for a minute because there's a lot to unpack in these episodes. Um, I do want to say as well that we're devising a plan. So... Chip and I were talking before the show about coming back next week for a WandaVision special because um, ne- this this upcoming Friday is going to be the season finale. So we, we will come back next Monday and do a Marvel Cinematic Monday WandaVision special um, to finish that up. And then we'll go back to our normal schedule after that, except we might. We haven't figured it out. I don't know. Let us know. Should we? Should we do an episode for every episode, or, uh, do a podcast for every episode of Falcon Winter Soldier, or are you guys okay with doing two episodes at a time? Because I'm good either way, I think, but uh, I guess we're just trying to test the waters. There's only six episodes in Falcon Winter Soldier, so. Yeah, only, only six in that one. Really, we just, uh, we just didn't really want to leave like a week in between the show coming out and us like coming back and reviewing it um so like really it it was it's just pragmatism this time we don't want to make you guys wait for the review (laughs) yeah so maybe we'll just do a review we could probably just do that and do a do a full marvel show every other week and i don't know we'll we'll figure it out but either way we're going to talk the hell about (laughs) wandavision's episode or WandaVision episodes 7 and 8. Um, I do want to just go with 7 first, because 7 was kind of the reveal of a lot of stuff, and then 8 was like more reveal of everything else, I feel like. So, episode 7 synopsis. WandaVision took a modern turn as episode 7 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe show hit Disney+. Plus In the episode titled Breaking the Fourth Wall, Wanda Maximoff expanded Westview's boundaries to save Vision from certain death after he stepped outside the sitcom town. In doing so, she she dragged astrophysicist Darcy Lewis and dozens of government agents into her false world. However, sword agent Monica Rambeau and FBI guy guy, Jimmy Woo escaped the expansion since they'd left to meet Monica's mysterious aerospace engineer, Fred. So... What, uh, oh man, I don't even know, kind of, oh man, there's a lot, there's a lot going on in this episode. Um, first of all, Wanda's lost it when you first come in. 
she's she obviously is. having a hard time. Yeah, going through a mental break for sure. Um, I do want to point out that I, uh, I think I predicted the office stuff, <laughs> the yeah. office modern uh, family type yeah. episode. Although I'm pretty sure everyone in the world predicted that, so I can't really take any sort pretty of much, pretty much. credit because you know. But uh, I did like the whole confessional thing um, as she's, you know, first waking up and talking about, oh, it's probably just a case of the Mondays. Am I right? And, and I'm right. Yeah. Uh, her, uh, her bedspread was hexagonal patterned yeah. as well. Just another hexagon throwback. I think, um, I think we figured out the hexagon uh, mystery, though. Wouldn't you say with the fact that they're in a hexagon, and that definitely, definitely, it's just more, it's just more imagery that they're doing as a call. Yeah, yeah. And I guess we haven't talked about episode eight yet, so we can still talk about <laughs> the hexes and the hexagons and in seven. Yeah, there was a lot of that yeah. stuff in seven. Um, they had like, uh, geez, the the commercial. In episode seven, I know we're skipping a little bit far here, but like the commercial about the Nexus, I feel like that has to have a lot bigger implications than we would think. Yeah, in well, in the comics, the Nexus point of like the Nexus of all realities is, uh, I mean, it's actually in like the swamps of Florida. It's in the Everglades <laughs> in the comics. Okay. Um, and it's yeah, and it's guarded by like Man Thing, who's like Marvel's version of Swamp Thing. Uh, <laughs> yep. But uh, all right, this is point of all realities. It's like a spot where like the barrier between all the realities is like really thin, so you can do a lot of like a lot of like reality jumping and a lot of reality mm. warping. That's gonna hit multiple realities from that point. Uh. So it could be hinting that she's going to start changing, like, different realities, not just Westview and, like, the normal reality that we're in. Mm. Um, and that's, like, a big hint about, like, the multiverse of madness. Because uh, the Nexus, I mean, you can't really talk about the multiverse without talking about the Nexus. Okay. Okay. So it could be just a call to Doctor Strange or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's de it's definitely a hint about the Nexus becoming important. Um, yeah, which is that's cool. Be about like jumping between different realities. Like it's like I don't know. She could decide that. She could decide that this reality is just a lost cause and jump over to a new reality where things went her way. Um, hmm. I could see that happening. Um, I have I have a pretty fun theory that we'll we'll get to after uh, after this, but it has a lot to do with kind of that. Um, I did uh, I did like and knowing what we know now, going back and watching this episode, it's really fun because um, as who was it? Uh, Monica Rambo was it her? Yeah, her and uh, and Wu were going through the the phone. And found Operation Cataract. Cataract. Yeah. And knowing what we know now after watching episode eight, yep. spoiler, cataract means a lot more <laughs> than mm -hmm. 
than what we thought. We had talked about it a little bit last episode because uh, we had noticed like that on Darcy's computer screen on the laptop in episode six, we had noticed that like the file she was looking at said cataract. Um, Mm. So like we knew we had actually like talked about cataract being like (laughs) being what it was. And now it's just so obvious what a like, oh man! What a huge hint they gave us. Slapped us right in the face with it. Yeah, but I'm I'm proud of us for digging so deep that we actually kind of talked about cataracts being part of vision, and what yep, exactly. we just didn't we just yep. didn't get the last little detail, we just, which we'll uh, circle back we to. Right but there was too. Yep. just right on the tips of our tongues. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, I I I loved. That just that whole conversation with Darcy and Vision, I think, I think their scenes were some of my favorites of this entire series. I think, honestly, episodes seven and eight are my two favorite episodes um, out of. I would agree. I would agree. This whole yeah. series, um, which is making me super excited for nine because I'm I'm assuming it's just going to be epic. So, yes, but yeah, I love the conversations with uh, Darcy and Vision. When yeah, so Wanda killed I, me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, she had to. to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why would I ask her to? Well, that's complicated. Save but then, the like... Well, half of it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's wonderful. She's... And I think every actor or actress they chose for this show has been perfect. Spot on. Jimmy Woo is great. Monica Rambeau is great. Um, who we're just talking about right now. Uh, Darcy is wonderful. You know, Agatha is great. Um, all of these characters that they cast, even, even uh, what's his name? I'm going to say it wrong. I'm going to say Hargraves. What's his real name? <laughs> who? Hargraves? <laughs> what? Uh, Harkness? Harkness. No, no, that's Agatha. I'm talking yeah. about the dude, the the villain, the. Um. Oh man, Hayward, 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 yes. Hayward, Hayward. I need to write that down because I'm I'm always gonna call him Hargrave for whatever reason. Hargreaves. He's gonna take a mask off soon. He's just gonna get an umbrella out, but. <laughs> um, but yes, I love uh, Darcy and. And Agnes even too in this episode was at the beginning was was really cool as as well as at the end you know her, she she was really funny like her confessional like like what am I gonna do tell those kids that their mom's losing her mind <laughs> like I don't bite I did bite a kid once <laughs> yeah yeah I did actually bite a kid once and then taking them she was oh man. Just even her entrance, you know, where she comes in. And you can tell. You can just tell. Something's up with her. We're going to learn something about her in this episode. And it's going to be wonderful. And oh boy, was it. Um, I know we're jumping all around this this whole episode. But that's that's what we do. That's what we do when we review these. That's why we read the synopsis at the beginning. I stole that trick from Jesse. So thank you, Jesse, for showing me that trick. That you read the synopsis for the whole show. And then you can just jump around and play with it. So that's what we're doing. So back to Agnes. From the beginning to the end in this episode, she was wonderful. Anytime you saw her on screen, she was just 
perfect. And we get to, God, we get to the end of this episode. So first of all, she has her kids. She takes her kids to go, you know, stay with her for a little bit so mommy can get some rest. And, man, we skipped over a big part, but we'll come back to it. So uh, Wanda goes over to Agnes's house, and all of a sudden you see, you know, she asks where the kids are, and they're maybe in the basement. So Wanda goes down to the basement, and it's creepy as hell. And at first, I thought she was going into hell. Like, I thought she was you literally know, walking into hell. You know, actually, like, before we get down to the basement, um, when I, I do want to point out, when Wanda is sitting at uh, upstairs first, when she's sitting on the couch, she sees, like, the, the plates of food with, like, two half-eaten sandwiches because, like, the twins were eating the sandwiches, right? But the TV uh, is an actual like i don't know what show but like it's an actual current show yo gabba gabba from like word not from like not necessarily like just from like her time period it's a current thing and then the fly on the wall i think less being an indication of like something crazy the fly on the wall was like her first hint that like wait a minute i don't like i didn't reality warp insects like everything's perfect in her stuff so like why is there a fly crawling around? So I feel like Agatha's interior of her house is completely unaffected by any of the hex. And, like, that was, like, real well, TV stuff and, like, real, like, yeah, bug leftover and stuff. And That's interesting. I didn't even think about the fact that Yo Gabba Gabba is a current or that that thing was a current show. And then she, um, uh, and the song that they're singing is just jumpy, 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 jumpy. And, like, right before that, it flashed over to the rabbit. <laughs> okay. Yep. Just layers. God, that's that's good good call good looking there. That's that's wonderful. Um so yeah, then you go down to that basement area mm-hmm. and and this is like it looks like hell, I feel like. You know, and and you look around and you see all the symbols on the wall. It's very mysterious and you see the book. I'm sure you saw the book, right? The Darkhold? The glowy book? Yeah, is that what that is? Is that what that is? Absolutely, that is the Darkhold. One hundred percent. Okay, go go on. What's what's the Darkhold? So the Darkhold is uh, well, like it's. I feel like it might be different in the show because like Agatha seems to not be a fan of the chaos magic. she just wants it all for herself. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. Um, but uh. It's, like, in the comics, the Darkhold is, like, a book that this chaos deity, Shathan, like, put part of his, like, being into. And so, like, at different periods, he, like, possesses people, like, through the book. Uh, and he's, like, a big, like, big Lovecraftian horror-type deity. Like, he he does, like, all the... Uh, it's insane. A lot of, like, really crazy shit. Okay. That was my bad. Um, I th- I feel like that book is from Doctor Strange. Like I saw a bunch of stuff online where they're pointing out, uh, like still shots from Doctor Strange. Ooh. And he's missing a book. Have you seen that at all? No, I actually had not seen that. I uh, hadn't seen that at all. That's interesting. I'm gonna go find it I right now, just for you. Assumed, 
Yeah, the Darkhold's, like, it plays a big part in a lot of, like, the Quicksilver, uh, Scarlet Witch storylines. Uh, so as soon as I saw the glowy book, I instantly assumed it was the Darkhold. Um, I'm sure a lot of people made that assumption, and so, like, I feel like perhaps that was a misdirect then. That's so if you look here, this is, uh, Doctor Strange looking at all the books, and there's one missing right here. Huh. But none of the books... Well, I mean, I guess that doesn't exclude it from being the Darkhold. Like, it could be the right. Darkhold and be that book. Um, right, because they're not all the same. Like, these yeah, ones up on the are... top have those, and these ones are kind of different. These ones are a little... I don't know. They're all different none of them are books. Glowing, though. Well, no, but maybe you have to start the magic. You have to, like, you know, rev the engine to get the magic going. Maybe. <laughs> But I, I thought that was interesting, to see, especially knowing what we know about the connection between this and Doctor Strange. That's, yeah, that's you know, that is an interesting connection to make. Um, but then going back to it, she finally, you know, Ag well, Agnes finally comes out and she's like, "Oh, it's finally nice to meet you. My name's Agatha," which everybody knew from the very beginning. Yeah, we've been intermixing those names since episode one. <laughs> yeah. But, but I just want to talk about, and, and Jesse asks who was it all along, and I think we all know who it was all along. Um, but that song that they played was just awesome. Brilliant. It was brilliant. It was the, it was the best. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And the remakes that people are coming out with is even better. Like, like this guy, and he just gets all into it, and, oh, man. And there are so many of these remixes online. They're all over the freaking place. But they're, I, I, I'm, I don't know, I guess I'm just amazed that this one little song on a TV show has started this craze of, like, like people became obsessed with it, man. <laughs> I've, I've had it stuck in my head, this like the whole time. Right, um, and oh yeah, there was there was like some fun TikToks going out there with that whole thing. This dude made a freaking like Fallout Boy esque cover. <laughs> Oh, I think I think my personal favorite though, this one has got to be the best. This is just played on a straight organ, and I think that's probably that's probably the best one. <laughs> oh man, you you can find all those remixes, uh, pretty much on YouTube. Just go look for Agatha All Along Remix, and there's hundreds. <laughs> And did you notice the aspect ratio changes in that scene? Uh, God, you know? When she, when, um, when Wanda first, like, walks down into the basement, it's the wide format for her show, then when she crosses that stone threshold with, like, the roots and stuff, her mm. magic gets cut off, and it, the aspect ratio changes to reality. And then... When Agatha, 
like snaps and like you see the purple glow ar- around Wanda's eyes. Uh-huh. When it cuts to the Agatha theme song, the aspect ratio changes. So like she literally like did that for Wanda. Like she played that theme song for Wanda. Wanda saw that exact clip that we saw. And when she turns oh my around, god! I killed Sparky too. Oh like she's my literally god! Like, yeah, she's like playing that like a clip for Wanda in her head. Like that's why her eyes glow purple and the aspect ratio changes again. So I like, I oh never even so see, and I knew that ratio was gonna have some like huge impact later on in the show. And I'm glad that you found that because that has to be. I I would have never even realized that Wanda watched that as well. I thought that was yeah, just something Wanda for us. Like that was like, and that's why at the beginning of the net well. At the beginning of the next episode, it takes off from, like, literally that moment. From right there, yeah. And, and we'll get there. We'll like, g- oh, she seems confused. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. She just showed her that. Like, That's so, okay. So, and we'll get to episode eight. There's still a couple things in episode seven that we have to cover, though, because... Um, Gotta mention Monica. Yes, that, that's right. I'm sorry. That's where I was. That's where I was. Um... She goes in, this is the most disappointing thing, and this is the reason I give this episode a seven, because the most disappointing reveal of the entire show was in episode seven. They've been talking about this aerospace engineer for like four episodes now. Monica's going to go find her her friend, who's an aerospace engineer. And I've been thinking for so long that it was going to be somebody important, somebody that like mattered in the in the universe. And who knows, maybe I'm being a jerk right now. And maybe this person does matter more than I'm giving her credit for. But personally, I think it was a waste. Because when they, you know, Monica and uh, and Jimmy are driving up to this, this little outpost thing. And they meet her friend, aerospace engineer. And I, I don't even have her name written down. Because there was nothing about her anywhere. She, she's an, her friend is literally just a throwaway character. Yeah, yeah. It was just a, it was a throwaway throwaway line that they knew everybody would like latch onto, or they had no idea that we would all latch onto it so hard, and they're just like sitting back watching, like. <laughs> but there is. Know, I'm also still dubious that that is who she was talking to about, like, because she could have contacted her aerospace engineer friend, that's like a higher up in the air force, who then sent their other friend, like. We, like, Their middle guy. We never got, yeah, we never got like 100% confirmation that that like Air Force soldier that comes up and greets her is the same like aerospace engineer that she was talking about. Okay. But, like, but I mean, like, I don't know. I feel like it was kind of a throwaway thing and I'm just grasping at straws. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that it wasn't just a throwaway thing. Um, I'm with you on the grasping at straws stuff, but it was probably just a freaking throwaway thing. Cause I think so too. <laughs> I don't know. They just, I don't know. They, they played me like a fiddle is what they did, but this was a really cool scene nonetheless, because you get to see Monica like drive this moon Rover. It's a moon Rover. I feel like, yeah. Which yeah. my favorite part of this, uh, moon Rover scene was, they get her all prepared. She gets in there. She revs up the engine. 
she drives it full speed at the hex to try and break through the hex, right? Um, she doesn't get through, but ends up going up on her side and flipping around. Like the the car gets or the moon rover gets sucked halfway into the hex and then spit out, right? So it gets spit out, and the front of the moon rover is an astro van. <laughs> I found that to be the most pointless but funny little callback thing to, you know, to the moon rover. <laughs> I think it's just, like, it's just another, like, they're just really good writers. It's just another nod to, like, the magic being on autopilot. Um, yeah. Because, like, it's literally just, like, converting everything to the next closest thing from the appropriate time period. And so it just shifts, like, so, I mean, like, I don't know, the magic's just like, oh, Moon Rover, Astro Van, perfect. Goosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which is, I, I thought that was really fun. Um, but now after that, um, Monica just decides, ah, screw it. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it myself. And she just runs face first into this hex. And... <laughs> yeah. That was a really interesting scene, though. Her, like, running through all the voiceovers you get. Yeah. Um, I called it the walkthrough scene. Because you get everything. You get her mom talking. You get Captain Marvel talking. You get Monica talking as a kid. And it's, like, different time periods of these people talking. So... There was a, a lot of fun little tidbits in there, I think. Um, especially considering when she comes out, she's completely transformed. Oh, yeah. Or she's like, mutated, if you will. Yeah, she like sees the I'm i st- I'm still I'm still shipping on spectrum. Like, did you see what she was seeing? She's literally <laughs> seeing the light spectrum. Like when and she that's... comes out of there, like I was actually going to tell you, I, I kind of agree with you at I, this point. I that... did a fist bump when I saw that. I was like, mm, look at that spectrum right there. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you did. I did. <laughs> I was like, but, oh, uh, yeah, but it was, but it was cool, you know, because she, she comes out and then she runs immediately to Wanda's, right? And, uh, and they get in this, like, fight, basically. And Wanda, like, picks her up and th- slams her on the ground. But Monica is able to, like, stop herself from hitting the ground. And you see this little, like, blue aura around her, which I found to be really cool as well. Because now, we, now we've seen, so far in the episode, we've seen two different types of magic. We've seen blue and red and then obviously when you see agatha's at the end it's purple so now we've seen three different types of magic blue red and purple hold that thought because i want to get more into that for when we talk about episode eight we're almost done with seven but um i liked how she she was able to stop herself from from getting her ass kicked basically yeah uh wanda like i feel like a normal human would have died from what Wanda did there, like that was getting slammed whole, like, into the cement. Yeah, that was a whole like 20, 25 feet, like real hard. Like, I don't, that was a full on intent to kill. Yeah, well, she was very upset. She she mm-hmm. keeps she still thinks at this point she still thinks that Monica Rambeau is the one doing everything, until she goes to the basement and then realizes that 
It's been Agatha all along. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to have to make some sort of drop out of that because it's just so freaking awesome. Um, so anyway, you see Monica's powers now. She's She can see the spectrum and she can stop herself from falling 20 feet at 70 miles an hour. So she's got some powers. Agatha shows up right then to take Wanda away. That's when they go to her house is right after their little scuffle. And uh, I, th- I feel like Monica was just about to break through. Yeah. Just about to break, like, get through to Wanda there. Like, that seems to happen a lot with them. Mm-hmm. But, but, yeah, then, I don't know. That's that's kind of the last time. That's the last time we see a lot of characters is Monica Rambeau. Um, In the after credit scene of episode seven. Correct. Okay, so the, the after credit scene um, was... Monica Rambeau running over to Agatha's house and trying to break down into the basement. She sees like a bunch of vines and like purple. What, what do you know what that's all about? Or is it just a creepy basement with vines? I think it, that's just like the creepy basement portion. Unless, okay. um, like, I, I think that's just supposed to give off like the dilapidated castle or dungeon vibe. Okay. Um, like the vines. Otherwise, otherwise, part of the Nexus, maybe, because, like, the Nexus is in the Everglades in Florida. So, like, maybe she's got a chunk of that Nexus point in her basement. Somehow. Huh. I know about, like, moving the Nexus point, but, like, who knows? Maybe well, maybe it's, it's like... Maybe it's all may- and Everglady. Well, maybe if you consider it, like, a Nexus point, maybe it's a way you can travel fast you know you're like oh here's we can go from this point to this point it's like in harry potter you use the boot what are those things and and perhaps they're talking about like a nexus point and not the nexus of all realities because those would be different things you could have nexus points between different realities that's true the nexus of all realities is just what it says it's like a mashup of like all the realities touch right there all right well, I guess we're going to find out. I mean, we're going to find out a lot in the season finale for sure. Uh, yeah, but it's very finale is supposed to have the longest runtime of any of the mm-hmm. episodes so far, which is going to be Just... over 40 minutes then. Yeah. So, yeah, episode eight was 42 minutes without credits. And so this one's going to be about 45 minutes without credits, which is fine. Yeah, but, nice. um, yeah, so Monica Rambo goes to the basement and then Quicksilver shows up and what does he say snoopers going snoop snoopers gonna snoop and then that's it he doesn't like hit her or anything he just oh no he i guess she gets controlled by the purple magic or she like sees her eyes glow purple yeah her eyes glow purple so, for a moment yep so she's probably under some sort of spell now but we won't know because episode eight is uh not doesn't really have a lot of other characters in it um wandavision sitcom formula spiraled into beautiful chaos as episode eight of the marvel cinematic universe show landed on disney plus okay so it turns out the witch agatha harkness was behind pretty much all the weirdness so far and she's got wanda trapped in her ludicrously creepy basement Outside the house, newly superpowered sword agent monica rambeau was confronted by pietro who seemingly under agatha's control 
Um, and astrophysicist Darcy filled Wanda, yeah, filled in Wanda's husband, Vision. So that was basically just a recap of episode seven because episode eight is just um, a recap of Wanda's life. Like, you basically just go through her whole life and all of her tragedies and traumas and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Like, one or two things that, like, became apparent to me on, like, my viewing of Episode 7 that occurred after I watched Episode Mm 8. So, like, with context. uh, So, in Episode 7, it seems like uh, Vision keeps getting, like, stopped from getting home. And Mm. he's, like, saying... Wanda doesn't want me home. Wanda keeps creating all these distractions for me. Wanda's at home thinking that Vision doesn't want to be home. Doesn't want to be there. He's butthurt at her. So it's Agatha all along. Agatha's the one creating all of those distractions that are stopping uh, Vision. As proven by the fact that during her theme song, she's the director of the reality show. And she's like sitting there interviewing him at one point, you know? What are we doing here? So it really was. Agatha all along. And then, I mean, and she's such a she's such a crazy player about it, too, because she was in her car when Vision caught up to her. Yeah, she and, like her little, like, it's so funny. Yeah. And I don't know. It's it's weird to think. I don't know, like, cause she must have just sensed the hex and went for it. You know, because, you know, if you notice in episode seven as well, her license plates are from Connecticut, not New Jersey. Ooh, good luck. So she's she's from Connecticut, Connecticut which is Massachusetts. Yeah, it's it's Connecticut. But I think the Salem trials were in Connecticut, not Massachusetts, weren't they? Weren't the trials held in Connecticut? Oh, I don't know. But like. But episode eight starts out in Salem, Massachusetts in yeah, episode eight starts out in sixteen ninety three, and the uh, the Marvel logo shifts from a uh, classic red to like Agatha purple. To purple, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. That's why we were trying to have things purple earlier, but apparently it didn't work very well. So, <laughs> um, yeah, and I I found that very interesting. Agatha's what three hundred years old? She looks great for her age. Yeah, I f- and I feel like in a roundabout way. We knew from episode one that it was Agatha because I feel like we definitely said Catherine Hahn is just stealing the show, and we just didn't realize how right we were. Yeah, and she continues to steal the show in all of episode eight. Yeah, um, I, I she's slowly becoming my favorite part of the show. Like I don't, I don't want her to die at the end of the series. I want her to come back and be a part of the MCU. She because she is part of comics. There was. You know, she was a big part of Fantastic Four and stuff, as far as I know. So she really could stick around. And, you know, like you can find out that Agatha's working for whatever other big bad pick one. I don't care. But, like, you can find out she's working for somebody and she's under some spell. Or if she doesn't, if she doesn't do this task, she's going to. You know, if she doesn't get two souls to bring Mephisto back, <laughs> then she's going to die or something, you know. But just to keep her around, because I I would much rather see uh, Catherine Hahn hang around in the MCU than just be a one-off. 
You know, like like I really liked Jake Gyllenhaal's um, Mysterio, but he probably won't be back. So that sucks. Yeah, I would love to see some more Killmonger, but yeah, and and he's definitely not coming back because that dude's playing Blade now, isn't he? Michael B. Jordan. Oh. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I messed that up. Uh, someone. It's Cottonmouth from yeah, my bad. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, different guy. I knew that there was a villain from somewhere playing another villain or another mm-hmm. person, <laughs> but um. Yeah, I just I, I hope they keep her around. That's all. That's all I'm saying. And uh I agree. She is a tremendous actress. She's really, really good. Yeah. And back to Salem. 1693. This witch is old. Yeah. Like, holy cow. And she it's it's like the actual witch trials at the beginning of episode eight. But it's like witches holding a trial for another witch. So because right. she's been dabbling in that deep dark magic. So she was so she was dabbling in some dark magic is what it is. Is that what the purple is? Because even those witches had blue power, like blue magic. Well when they shoot her with the blue, she glows red on the like she's glowing red internally. And then red mm. and blue make purple, but like, so I don't know. I almost feel like she, like, I don't She's know. She's like a hybrid. She made a hybrid of red and blue magic. Like, Chathan's magic is often associated with like a red color effect. And so like, if that is, if the book is the Darkhold and she was reading that and getting like Chathonic knowledge, that would be like ancient and more powerful than she could handle. The the power signature for it would be red, and then if she absorbed all the power from those other witches and it was blue, I mean hypothetically it would change her power source to her power signature to purple mm-hmm. then, because like she definitely absorbs their life yeah. force, so maybe oh, she yeah. steals all their power too. That could be, and that, that's what I was thinking, is she stealing their life force or stealing their power? I was trying to figure that out, or maybe it's a mix of both. I think both, because, like, I think she was getting stronger as they were blasting her. I think that's part of, like, the red glow that she had. Like, she was, well, like, getting stronger and, like, and absorbing she, their power. And she played it off so well, too, because she's all screaming. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh, yeah, wait, no, I'm good. It was like she did, she did like, a weird flex. Like, she started using this magic, and that's when she started turning red on the inside, and then that's when the purple started coming out. So, once the purple part of Agatha reached the other witches, it started, like, turning them, aging them super fast, and, like, sucking life force out of them. Yeah, it started withering down. Yeah, and then her mother starts shooting the blue magic at her, and she does the same thing. And her mother was some sort of, like, her mother was the head of the co- coven. Coven, like, yeah. Her mother also had some sort of, like, unique power. Because when she was blasting, she actually, like, formed a luminescent crown. Like, as she oh. was channeling all of her power. None of the other ones had that. So, like, I don't know if that's just, like, I don't know if you would get, like, 
I don't know if your power would start developing a luminescent crown just because you're the head of the coven. Like, <laughs> I feel like that, like, I don't know. I feel like you'd have to have access to a different power set. Sure. That. So, I don't know. Uh, is, I'm trying to think if there's any other characters that have some sort of crown like that. Did you notice any resemblance between Agatha's mom and anything else? Or any no, other characters? not really. The only like other really significant thing from that scene is that the pendant that Agatha always wears, she like took off of her mom. She took the pendant, yeah. Man. And that pendant's apparently uh, Hecate, who's like a goddess of magic. Interesting. So... Apparently, the if you look close enough, because I got a picture up here right now to it, I guess there's some sort of connection between the Scarlet Witch and the crown. So, like, the crown kind of looks like the original Scarlet Witch headdress thing. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. I feel, I feel like that's a stretch, in my mind. Like the Scarlet Witch's headdress is like two. If you're thinking of it as a crown, it's two points, almost like devil's horns. Okay. But like that one was definitely like blue and had multiple, like, tines. Huh? They're saying, uh, so. Evanora Harkness is her name, and she's not a direct character from the comics. But um, sorry, I'm just trying to figure this out. They're saying, I guess these guys are predicting that Evanora shares similarities with Zared Na, a sorceress from Atlantis, known for practicing white magic. Her physical appearance in the comics is strikingly similar to Evanora's look in WandaVision. Okay. And if you see that picture, I guess it's kind of true with that weird little crown thing. Kind of. And then if you scroll all the way up here, kinda. you kind of see that there. Yeah, I see it. I don't know. It's a stretch for sure. It's a stretch. Yeah, it's a but stretch again, but like I, I see that one more than I see like the Scarlet Witches. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder. I wonder. I wonder if they will have a connection there at all, or if they're just gonna kind of be like, meh. I don't. I don't Maybe see they'll have a connection with her, the Eternals. Like, I feel like. I thought. I thought I had seen that Evanora Harkness was like canonically Agatha's mother in the comics but like she wasn't uh she was mentioned she was never like shown she's like, oh okay character okay so maybe i, I don't, I don't know, see the point of connecting is, but... her to anything like yeah. she served her purpose she shows that her daughter's a bad bitch for all of yeah. us <laughs> that's true she sacrificed herself for the good of the show which okay um but I do want to point out that they did use blue power, which in episode seven, Monica used a blue sort of power. So maybe she's not Spectrum or Photon or whatever. Maybe she's just a witch now. Maybe she just got witch powers. No. 
<laughs> she's Spectrum. <laughs> okay? Spectrum. Shut uh, No, I don't think she's a witch. I think it's just a uh, coincidence that the colors are both the same. Blue. Yeah. They're different shades. Like, oh, okay. distinctly different, like, looks. <laughs> okay. Like, like, theirs was more of like a... Uh, like a shadowy, gassy blue, like they're shooting a gaseous blue beam at you. And hers was more like a direct, like, I'll say it, photonic effect. <laughs> <laughs> it had more of a photonic effect when she landed. Like it was like one blue pulse that like pulsed out. Okay. Than being like the gaseous beam that they were shooting. Right. Okay. That makes sense. And they were also like humming some latin and stuff so all right all right oh for sure when they're shooting at her uh the latin translation is uh death to the monster of nature nice good 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 call there nice <laughs> good pull <laughs> mm-hmm. um so then after you see that so obviously agatha kills the entire coven and then you flash forward back to the basement which is exactly where we left off which i do want to point that out because a lot happens, obviously, in this little bit of time. But right before you hit you hit the basement in episode seven, um, Hargraves <laughs> says to all of his little minions, he's like, uh, "Prepare for launch," and then that's that's all you see of the sword op- sword operatives. Mm-hmm. So he says, "Prepare for launch." You go down to the basement. Now we're back in the basement in episode eight where Agatha explains, you know, you're in this, you know, we're in your hex, but right now in this basement, you're in my hex. Don't you know that? Aren't you a witch? Like, don't you see these these runes around here? It's means that only I can use my magic. Yeah, Agatha's like almost, she's like almost annoyed and confused at the fact that Wanda has no idea about any of this witchery. Like, she can't recognize runes. She has no idea what a protection spell is. And, like, Agatha's just like, what? Like, how are you this strong? Like, why? Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Why? Yeah, and and she goes on this really fun little tirade, um, which I loved how she was like, she was like, oh, you almost spilled spilled the beans on how you did this to fake Pietro, or Fietro, as I like Fietro. to call him. Yeah. <laughs> so so that right there, did she just imagine up this dude? She just imagined this character? She said it was a crystalline construct. Or no, a crystalline possession. So, like, I don't know if that okay. means that she just, like, conjured up like a crystal golem basically and made it look like Pietro or if like it's some sort of thing possessing an actual person and she has it looking like Pietro um but yeah I wonder I don't know I saw I think it's got to be some sort of fun like uh, she oh I saw a theory that maybe she actually like pulled that version of Pietro from a different reality. Like, and it is actually the other Pietro, but she hasn't mind wiped. But Mm. I don't, I don't know if I ship for that theory. Uh, I feel like, I feel like she is selling all of her beans right now. So like, I feel like she has no reason to lie about 
yeah, that's not really him. Like, I don't know. Right. I feel like it was more just a nice little nod to the fans rather than, like, a big game-breaking thing that they were trying to do. And that that has to be it. Um, that's what I was going to say, is that they just kind of did that for fun. And I think they knew they were going to break things when they did it. Like, they had to have known that they were going to break the internet. They're like, we're going to bring the Quicksilver in from the X-Men universe in the midst of all this multiverse talk and X-Men talk, and we're going to throw them in there just to watch the Marvel fan nerds squirm a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I I would see that. (laughs) Yeah, I would see that way more than, you know, I don't know, than them trying to do something fun with it. (laughs) But, anyway. So then after that, uh, we get a little bit of a Thor callback because Agatha's like, I need to figure out how the fuck you're doing all this. So she pulls out one of Wanda's hairs and does another little spell and you start going back into Wanda's past. Uh, which was Mori, uh, which is Latin for memory. Oh gosh. Uh, memory recalled, memory returned. One of those two. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah, it's like it's a memory spell that's also kind of like the, uh, oh my God, what was it called in Harry Potter? I keep making Harry Potter references, which makes sense because it is witchcraft and wizardry. Uh, the, where they pull the silver. The pensive. The pensive. Yeah, they keep yeah, putting the, the hairs and the memories in the pensive, and that's kind of what Agatha does here. She pulls out the hair and then throws it across the room into the door pensive, which has more runes on it, by the way. Mm-hmm. Has a bunch more, like, witchy runes but what did you think of this first scene when they go back to her childhood what were your what were your like thoughts on that whole thing no it was um it was a really good scene it uh really tells us a lot about like what we saw in the first couple episodes um like it really establishes why she's obsessed with the sitcoms um the walnut episode of the Dick Van Dyke show. Do you know about this? I read about this, yes. But but please. So it's super interesting that the walnut episode is the episode she likes. Because uh, it's all about, like, altered realities and, like, aliens coming down. And, like, he loses his thumbs. And uh, it it's just really interesting that it deals with, like, aliens and altered realities and uh, one of the walnuts the of the breaks shows. open to, uh, to uh, it's like a diamond in there, right? Mm-hmm. Well, at the end of the episode, the walnut breaks open and there's like a diamond inside. Mm-hmm. Infinity think... stone. Yeah, I'm not sure. Oh. Yeah, huh? Yeah, so yeah, I, mean, I did. I did read so about it's that. It's really interesting, interesting that like that's the episode they chose to go with. It's also interesting that she says like season two, episode twenty one. And that's not that episode. So, like, they purposely gave us the wrong episode number oh. when they said the Walnut episode. So, I don't know what, like, I don't know. I don't know what it sneaky, means, but that's sneaky, interesting. Yeah, sneaky writers, that's for mm-hmm. sure. And then basically every show in his box is, like, one of the shows that we had a callback to in earlier episodes 
Okay. Like the Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Malcolm in the Middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brady Bunch was in there. And uh, Modern Family was even in there, too, I think. Which I'm pretty sure it was because I, I remember thinking, like, or maybe it was The Office or something, but I was like, how old is Wanda? I don't even know, but there were... No, it was Malcolm in the Middle. I'm sorry. I was thinking how old is Wanda when when they were watching Malcolm in the Middle because I was in, what, 2000, I think? Maybe late, later 90s. Yeah. So she would have been... She looks like she's about eight there. And so... Yeah, I, I guess we're about... We're in 2020, 21, so... <laughs> It all adds up, but uh, I I really really liked the uh, you got to see the Stark scene that she talked about in Age of Ultron when she's like we waited for Tony Stark to kill us for two days you know and you got to see them like kind of hang out with the missile and yeah, I loved she like I loved Agatha's whole oh so you put a protective spell around you that's really cool and and Wanda's like what do you what she's like can't you tell you were already a witch like you let's move on from there and so then they go to like the next scene of her life which is her at uh hydra which this part yeah i really really liked this scene a lot um it really like it kind of shows you that the Infinity Stones are here to stay and they're never going away from this universe or these movies or these shows because, wow. Like, they put put her in the room with the Infinity Stone and it kind of gives her her power, I would say, right? They... I mean, they had said that anybody that touched it had died. Um, and... One would assume that they were already collecting like powered individuals. So, sure. Like, I would assume that it was multiple powered individuals that like died from touching it, and like it just reacts to her walking in. So like she's got some sort of an innate affinity to that stone. Um, so did you see what? So the stone, like you said, it breaks out and it like looks at Wanda and floats towards her and it, it breaks the casing from Loki's scepter and, you know, the, the stone actually looks at Wanda and then this image pops out. And that is very much Scarlet Witch Oh, yeah. There. Very, yeah, definitely, like, the iconic comic book costume. Do you like, think maybe the spirit of Scarlet Witch was in the stone and went, or sorry, yeah, and went to, went inside Wanda, giving her all of her powers and stuff? Possibly. Possibly. Wanda and the Scarlet Witch are two different entities. Yeah. It's possible. Um, Because... They did. They did finally drop it. They finally said it at the end of this episode. Agatha finally says, "You're the Scarlet Witch," and I actually I I whooped a little bit in the house. I was like, "Oh, woo!" Yeah. Like she said that. Uh, yeah, she said that she thought that she was only a legend, and so it makes it seem like more like a title, or like mm. uh, I don't know. It's it's interesting. Um, 
they've there was like one Scarlet Witch series from like I want to say 2015, 2013. Uh, it was like a Scarlet Witch limited series, um, and they alluded to the fact that her mother was also known as a Scarlet Witch, um, and that's like the only time that they've ever like referred to it as more of like a title or some power set that gets passed along rather than hmm. just being like the name she chose for herself. Right. So it's really interesting that they're going that that it seems like they're going that kind of direction where it's more like a power set that gets passed or like or maybe it's just like a like a prophecy like this this one will come along and they'll call her the Scarlet Witch but like I don't know it's weird. And I think they're trying to make it a little more realistic than prophecy stuff, you know, like not not that comic books are realistic and that witches and sorcery is like realistic, but I mean, I, I could see it more being like a soul transfer or a mind transfer from the mind stone because it like it, it seems like the Scarlet Witch opens up Wanda's mind and gives her ability to control the powers really easily because as Agatha was saying she had powers already by stopping that bomb from going off but she didn't realize how like how to use her powers until she gets you know confronted by the mind stone and then all of a sudden she can like she's able to like juggle blocks with her mind and and do all that stuff so it's just it is very interesting, uh, especially because I guess we'll have to loop back around to this because I think that there's a little bit more to it than that. I think that whoever was giving the powers had a little bit more of a plan for Scarlet Witch. You know what I mean? Like whoever's in the Mind Stone chose Wanda for a reason, knew that you know she would be good. And that's why she picked her. She's a good witch and gave her the power of the Scarlet Witch or whatever it is. Um, but moving on from there, you go to the scene at the Avengers compound with Vision. So now now we've seen, you know, we've seen uh, Wanda and her brother go through the, the crazy trauma of... Oh, I, I loved Agatha's line there. All I see here is trauma and years of therapy but let's move on so so you see that trauma then you see the hydra trauma and now you're seeing like the more of the when wanda kind of fell in love with vision i feel like when she realized that vision was more than just a machine hello splash thanks for joining um and i did like that scene a lot too i really liked what vision said there you know um his line where um, talking about death and like what is love if not um, per, per, what, what is, is he, what grief is he? if not the perseverance grief. of love yes there it is there it is yeah and, and remembering that and I, I just love that line a lot and it kind of gave Vision the spotlight there and Paul Bettany really really showed off his acting chops because he had to go back to being young naive Vision but still having something important to say and he did it really really well so um and that that scene's kind of it is what it is they they watch malcolm in the middle and mm -hmm. you know they hang out together but 
but she going from the sitcom to him slightly, like it's funny. Yeah, because he's hurt. Oh no, he's not really hurt. It's not that kind of show. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you go on from there to the sword to the. I keep wanting to say sword, the sword agency. But you go to sword, and uh, and Wanda's trying to get in there, right? And if you remember last time, last time we heard from about this scene, we heard that Wanda broke into Sword and stole the Vision's body. So now we're seeing it all play out the the right way, and Wanda actually gets let in to the building. Well, they did let her in, she, although she busted the door. They did give her permission to go in there. So she, whatever she wanted to show off, but but she goes in there and it's like. Could you imagine how terrifying it would be to be the security guard to have to tell Wanda, like, nah, sorry, baby, you can't see your dead boyfriend's body. <laughs> yeah. You got to yeah. go. Like, oh yeah. my god, dude. <laughs> that would be so scary. <laughs> I don't think I'd I don't think I'd be able to. I'd be like, listen, boss, I'm letting her in and you can deal with this. <laughs> Cause I don't get paid enough to deal with Wanda here. I'm sorry, but but uh, I like how how she goes directly to, gosh, Hargrave Hayward. Jeez, thank you. <laughs> I'm never gonna remember Hayward. He goes to Hayward. She goes to Hayward's office, and they talk about the Vision's body. And she's like, "Where is it? This must be it." Right after she comes back from being dusted and saving the universe and stuff. It's got to be right after that. Um, because she tries to go get his body. And after a ridiculous like conversation, I really don't like Hayward now. I think he's going to be a little bit more of the big villain than anything. He was really, really pushing buttons. I feel like he was definitely like he was. He was hoping she was going to resurrect the vision for him. Like, yes, he's like he's the one that put it in her head. Like, well, not everybody has the power to bring her, their loved one back to life or back online, <laughs> like. And, I mean, do you think she was really trying to do that, though? Do you think she was really trying to bring Vision back? Because to no, me, it I don't seemed think like that she was. Occurred to her, she like she was like, "No, I can't do that." What are you talking about? She just wanted to bury him. She wanted to give him a proper right grieve. I feel like this whole show is is all about how naive Wanda is, about how she has no idea who she is. This is a coming of age, figuring out what she can actually do kind of story. Which is fine with me. I like it. That's that's great. But yeah, so so she looks down and all of us. She's like, "Why are you showing me this?" And he's like, "Well, you wanted to see it." And then she realizes they're taking apart Vision's body. And, you know, what what did he say? He's trying to take apart the most uh, sophisticated sentient weapon ever made, or something like that. Yep. And it, I don't yeah. know invokes the Sokovia Accords, which is just him, like, jabbing another button because she's one of the biggest reasons why that happened is when she yeah. saved Cap and blew up that yep. building. Yep. And so, obviously, he pushes enough buttons to make her break that glass, which is now you you saw that scene from the video when, when he's Hayward's like, oh, yeah, Wanda broke in and stole the Vision's body, when in actuality, she doesn't steal his body. She just tries to feel him like she did, you know, in Avengers where they're like, 
you know, oh, I just feel you, blah, blah, blah. Really sweet little scene and really sad as well. Um, but she leaves him there. She just leaves, which immediately when I'm watching this episode, I'm like, wait a minute, didn't she steal that? What happened here? And so, so then she drives her car, which you see a little... Also, Kylie brought this up earlier, and we forgot to do that segment. We'll have to do that segment next time. Um, but Kylie brought this up about the... She drives. <laughs> so she could fly anywhere, but Wanda decides to drive. Um, so she's, she's driving her car. She's got the little uh, envelope in the, in the passenger seat. She, uh, and she gets, drives a red Buick, and she drives a period-appropriate red Buick the whole series. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, she she pops into Westview, and you find out that the little envelope in the in the car that she's with or she has is a deed to a house in Westview, New Jersey. When she goes to this house, is when she loses her shit. She like it seems like everything just hits her at once, and she just breaks down. Breaks. She breaks. Yeah. She and like. Yeah, it's uh, it's the deed to the like plot of land yeah. that her and Vision bought. Like they were gonna like build a house there and live, and she gets there and it's all like destroyed and dismantled, just like her life and just like Vision. Yeah, I, was it destroyed or just unfinished? I thought so it was just it's unfinished. Just, it's just not. It's just okay. Like, just a plot of land. Of yeah. A house. yeah, yeah, yeah. It had like the foundation, but not any sort of structure. Man, and so she loses it, and that's when you find out she's the one. She made the whole, like, she put everything in the hex. She did this spell, but she still has no idea how. Like, she has no, no idea. Um, God, which is crazy, which is crazy. Because yeah, what she... hits the house, and then she just, like, bursts out it, and hits the whole town. It expands out to the whole town, which, again... We're, we're, we're about there. Um, anyway, so she's, she's seen all this now. She goes out to, to the street because she hears her kids screaming. Agatha's like, this is chaos magic. You're the Scarlet Witch. Now, we very briefly touched on chaos magic a little bit ago, but tell me a little bit more about what that actually is. Uh, well, chaos magic... Um... Like Chathan, the that elder deity that I mentioned, him and yeah, yeah. Like, he bounded himself partially like into the dark hold and like he basically like put chaos magic like on the earth. He like put it out there. Uh, okay. In the comics, I wanna say the more that chaos magic is like used, uh, the more like powerful he potentially like becomes. Well, okay, so here, I, I got I got on fandom.com, the Marvel Wiki. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chaos Magic is the name of a magic so powerful that it was thought to be non-existent by even the modern Sorcerer Supreme himself. This magic can manipulate, warp, and reconstruct the very fabric of existence and reality to the user's very whims and bring about total destruction to the cosmos. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> right. Um... So, I'm. We've we've covered this whole thing. What what else, was there anything else that you wanted to say about episodes seven and eight before we 
get on to our final little predictions about and and the after credits. Well, but yeah, well, um, like as part of her creating the house, she creates the house and then she like bursts it out, and the whole town's affected by the hex, and then she like creates an artificial vision. Oh uh, yes, so how like I forget that. that. Is, how that can I forget that? Fine, yeah, that answer is finally like given to us. Like that's why when he left the hex, he started getting pulled back in because it was trying to pull the magic back in. Because um, he is part of the magic. Because he is made that's why he by can't magic. Remember anything? That's why during episode seven, during like the confessional, he says like, "To me, it seems like it happened to a completely different person." But to Wanda, right. it was weeks ago. Is because it was a completely different person. He literally doesn't have any sort of memories because he didn't exist. He's right. Like a whole construct. Um, but what like because he's a full-on construct and she like straight warps reality. Does that mean that the mind stone is back? Because like he's got the mind stone in his head, and if like. And if she's, like, capable of spontaneous creation, then did she, like, just spontaneously recreate the Mind Stone? Well, I think it's more she created more of a soul, right? So if we if we go to the after credits, we see MF White Vision. What? What they're powering up is White Vision. So, as you said, we did see Wanda create the vision that we know, the colorful vision. And then the after credit scene is uh, Hayward. I got it right, yes, but Hayward is powering up white vision. And that's a huge deal in the comics, I believe. Uh, what, what was it? He was, vision was white until Marvell transferred his consciousness into the vision and then he got color. Is that correct? Or am I mistaken there? I want to say I, I thought it was Wonder Man. No, Wonder Man. Yes, that's what yeah. it was. Okay, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But did he get... And then when he gets reassembled and he doesn't have his uh, consciousness in there, he's like just the Jarvis AI, not mixed with uh, Wonder Man. Wonder Man's got like a hard-on for Wanda, and so he refuses to like give his brain patterns to the new Vision. And so this white Vision is like a lot colder and more mm. like more machine Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, and so it causes a rift between him and Vision, or and between him and Wanda, because like, he's not the same person, right? Which, in my like, what I think is gonna happen, Wanda created this Vision, this soul of Vision, like she created this, right? Mm-hmm. Who's to say, after the big battle in this next episode, she doesn't just push that soul into the White Vision? And combine the two, because then Vision could live outside the hex. She'd basically... I mean, that's one way that it could go, for sure. That's not a bad, uh, it's not a bad prediction. Uh, I mean, I mean, if you're looking at it in a comic book perspective as well, you got, like you said, Wonder Man gets his soul put in there. So, obviously Wonder Man is not in the MCU at the moment. But, no, that's a good. I mean, that's a good way to do it and permanently bring Vision back. Um, and you could do it without the Soul Stone too, because to your to your point, like yes, yeah, she did make that in the hex. But if she were to put that soul back into White Vision, then he wouldn't. It would just be like the 
ghost part of that of the colored vision that's going into the white vision to take over that AI. It wouldn't be that whole body taking over. You, you, do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the the stone would essentially disappear, and he would just, just fabricated portion of him as a total. <laughs> right. That makes sense. So, I mean, it's, I guess it's possible that she could have created the new soul stone. And if it is possible, does that mean that there are creatures powerful enough to just recreate uh, infinity stones? I mean, in theory. So, circles back around to, you know, infinity stones are never going away. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know. I... Part of me doesn't think that the white vision's gonna like go into the hex at all. Um, I feel like he's just gonna fly away and be a villain in a later movie because um, he reactivated him without the uh, like they reactivated him without the mind stone and the Jarvis AI. So he's literally just a shell of a body with Ultron code inside of his head. So oh snap! So I think they just kicked Ultron back online. He's <laughs> just going to dip. Like, I think he's going to blow up the base and just dip. Like, How fucking funny would that be? <laughs> I mean, the whole point of uh, Age of Ultron was that he, like... The whole point of Age of Ultron was that he, like, built the vision to be his future body. Like, you're going to house my consciousness someday. He literally told us. Oh my god, how funny would that be if they if they brought Ultron back into this? I mean, you know, they can bring him back and like he just flies off and becomes a villain for another day. Maybe the armor wars makes more sense when Ultron's the one. Right. Cat, I'm going to need you to know. I don't think that that's like very likely, but like that's like one thing that could happen. That I mean, that would be awesome. I would be totally cool with that. I'd be way down. Um, I also, one of my other predictions, I think since, you know, the, a lot of people are saying this is pulling from the House of M storyline, kind mm-hmm. of, which it kind of is, I guess, in a way. Um, but I think they're going to do the opposite of the M storyline. And instead of taking mutants away, I think Wanda's going to create the mutants. I think that she's already started by creating Spectrum. Because Monica Rambeau is now technically a mutant, correct? Because she's got mutation and she has powers. Um, like, it depends on what your definition of mutant is. Like, do she have an X gene? <laughs> like, I mean, there's all sorts of like altered so, people. Like Bruce Banner is not a mutant; his DNA is altered. He's a he's a mutant. So what if this is a thing? So, and what I'm saying is, Wanda right now she's pushed out the hex like a lot. She pushed it out out of the house. You know, when she rebuilt the house, she pushed the hex out a little bit to cover the town. Now she's pushed it out even further to cover up those bases and stuff. So, who's to say she can't just push it out to cover the entire world? No, that's true. Um, I'm not saying you're wrong. I think uh, I think maybe Monica is not the direction to look, though. Uh, I think Monica, like she, well, she got her DNA altered and she acquired a power set. 
possibly because of her close relation to Carol Danvers and being around that energy. So she, like, okay. took some of it when they altered. But I think she could create mutants by, like, making her children real. Because if, if oh. Vision is just 100% a construct, but a physical construct, then, like, those kids she pushed, pushed out, like, yeah, she pushed out kids. But those kids are but just she still crystalline made them. constructs. I'm saying crystalline now, too. But, like, those are just constructs, too, essentially. Mm-hmm. So then maybe to make them real, as a side effect of her making them real, because they have, like, mutant powers, she then hits the whole world and gives mutant powers to people. So I'm not saying that you're wrong. I just feel like Monica just acquired a power set. I don't think she's going to okay. have, like, mutation. Like, I guess I could see that. I just, I think it would be one way that they could explain. Maybe Monica did have the X gene, and possibly, WandaVision and had awakened a, it. Gene ex- and that's that's true too. That is definitely something they could uh, easily easily explain in. Like it's been a dormant gene for however long, and for, like, for honestly, however long for however many people. Well, and they could Wanda's explain the that. Yeah, they could explain that with like the Eternals. You know, they suppress the mutant gene, but the Scarlet Witch, who they put in the Soul Stone, was able to find someone to release that mutant gene again. That that actually could very well be. That's a good way to, like, bring it all back. (laughs) I don't know, man. Tremendous theory. We better write that down, because if I'm right on that (laughs) shit, I'm going to fucking blow up Marvel. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Well, we're we're yeah, we uh, still. Uh, I mean, we could still do our fun little segment. Nothing says we can't can't do it after. Now that that's true. With the review, that's true, and we should still do that fun little segment. Um, yeah, did true. we have anything else that we wanted to talk about with Wandavision? We've gotten predictions. We've broken down the whole show or both episodes. I we... heard that the uh, final fight scene, like the big fight scene in the season finale is going to have more CGI than Endgame. So take that how you will. This is going to be a crazy episode. Um, expensive, man. I can't believe how much money they're throwing at it. More CGI. That's from like one of the... I think Paul Bettany said that. More CGI than Endgame. I think that just gives me more like confidence that this is going to be like the beginning of something huge. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the prequel, you know, what what happens before, you know, the shit hits the fan or something. Like, I, I, I don't know. I like that. I'm excited to see how it goes down. My predictions yeah. are pretty unlikely, but, like, they're more, like, they're more hopes than predictions. Sure, I feel like sure. you're more on point with, like, probably what will happen. I think your predictions are pretty, uh, pretty sound. I'll- I like to spoil things for myself and others. So <laughs> thanks for watching the show, guys. <laughs> um, but all right, cool. I think. So, uh, yeah, we uh, we have a fun little segment tonight. We had a question from a viewer. Kylie. Question from from, the, uh, from Kylie from the Sudden yeah. But Inevitable Rewatch. Yeah. Kylie from our. Uh, yeah, exactly. From the Sudden But Inevitable podcast. Uh, she asked us. Who is the most emotionally stable superhero? Because we've been talking a lot about emotionally unstable ones. So, 
emotionally stable. I think, like, not Spider-Man, because he's got some, you know, daddy issues. Um, gosh. Stable. It's really hard. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> say Miss Marvel, maybe? Kamala Khan? She's pretty emotionally stable. Okay. She's got a good home life. We were saying Captain America. Because even though he's gone through a lot of stuff, he still does good. He's still a good guy. That's you true. know, he can do this all day. That's true. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. But then, emotionally stable. Because, like, what is it, what what does emotionally stable mean? Like, like does that mean the like say for instance Batman, right? He just no. he just could snap at any instant and just kill everything. He is definitely not emotionally stable. Like we're we're thinking, no, what about no. Superman? Could Superman? Not, I know we're getting into DC realm. No, uh, we actually saw that if Joker kills Lois Lane, Superman. Oh snaps, yeah, so that's right. That's right. <laughs> now that Joker always always pushing buttons and shit. He always gets the last laugh. <laughs> oh man, um, what about? Captain Marvel. What about Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel? Um, Did she ever do anything nah, on a whim? She's got, yeah, yeah. She's got some anger issues. Okay. Uh, obviously, we know that Ant-Man has some problems. Uh, yeah, Ant-Man. Iron Man has a drinking alcohol. problem. Yeah. Um, what about <laughs> Thor? Do you think he'd be emotionally stable? He's a bit of a narcissist. So I mean I guess that's not really But like even though you're a narcissist yeah. Yeah, I mean I guess he's pretty stable with it. No, he's not emotionally stable. Nick Fury whispers something in his ear and he becomes unworthy of holding his hammer. Oh he's a little bitch. (laughs) That's crazy. Oh, and in in the movies he also does have a quite the emotional breakdown. So Nick Fury's like I banged your mom. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and Thor's like, no. He's like, I must murder you. Oh my god. So we're, I, I think we're still leaning towards Captain America, because he hasn't really. A good answer. I think. Uh, I think Kamala Khan's a good answer too. I'd say Kamala both of those Khan. Are pretty good answers. You know, and I yeah, from the from what little I know about Kamala Khan, um. I would say you're probably right because just the Avengers game that I played, she was always the voice of reason with everything. Yeah, they've they've made her a real like she is a really cool character. They uh, they've put her in quite a few like series on her own and like in teams. Uh, she's a really cool character. Okay, the Miss Marvel, right? Yeah, Miss Marvel. Okay. Um, yeah, all the different Marvels. We did cover all the different Marvels on last episode, issue three of uh, MCM, because we had a question about all of those. So, Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan, or Captain, Captain America. America? I'll accept either of those answers. Yeah. Let's let's make a poll. Let's do a poll for the next couple weeks about this, and uh, we'll 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 have the Twitterverse and and the socials help us out with that. Have everybody um, in. And if you have more questions for us, feel free. Throw us a DM. Throw us a message. You know, Absolutely. 
Uh, you can hit us up at marvelcinematicmonday at gmail.com. Is that right? I think that's right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost positive it's marvelcinematicmonday at gmail.com or twistmyarmpodcast at gmail.com. We'll do the trick as well. Um, I think that's going to be it for the show this week. Um, we are going to come back next week to do the finale of WandaVision. So whether or not we come come back for... Oh, Jazz says, Captain America, lawful good man. All right, Jazz, thank you. We'll take it. Make sure to vote on the poll when we release the poll because uh, I, I would like to see everyone else's answers on that as well. Um, but thank you guys for joining us on Marvel Cinematic Monday. Like I said, we are going to be back next Monday to do the uh, the season finale of WandaVision. I feel like there's going to be a lot going on. Um, it's not going to be a full-on MCM, but it will be a nice special. So if you'd like to join us on that episode, we are kind of putting a call out there for anyone that wants to come join us and talk about Wanda at the end. Um, it'd be cool to see, get someone on here that maybe didn't like the show at the beginning and has changed their tune or maybe someone that just hates the show in general i'd love to know why because there's some people that i've asked why they hate the show and they just tell me because it sucks and that's not a good enough answer so i get it this this it's a weird it's a weird show but but let us know your thoughts um find us again on uh twitter at mcm cast or mcm pod sorry and find us on instagram at marvel cinematic monday Chip, was there anything else you would like to say today? No, just uh, thanks everybody for watching. Thanks for uh, streaming. Keep coming back. Absolutely. And like I said, we'll be back next Monday at the same great time, at the same great place. Thanks for listening. My name is Josh. And I'm Chip. We are signing off from the Marvel Cinematic Monday podcast.